and welcome to Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. I'm Wanda Lloyd and I'm here with my co-host, Tina McElroy-Ansa, my freshman year roommate at Spelman College and co-editor with me of our anthology, Meeting at the Table. Hey, Tina, happy December. Can you believe it? This year is almost over. Hey, Wanda. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, it's almost over. TikTok, TikTok. Time, you know, time passes, but uh, we've, we've been doing good. We've been doing yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, lot going on in Georgia. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. We are basking in the wet of Raphael Warnock uh, run for the Senate oh, for six more years. We are so proud of Georgia for coming through and for uh, and for doing it. But you know, Wanda, ninety thousand votes is still a, a, is still a close, considering that you know that many that many people you know voted for the other side. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that we came through, and um, you know I'm glad that this, despite the things that Georgia is trying to do with voting rights, that mm-hmm. you know especially black voters, young voters came out you know, and you know did the do. So we absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I had a lot of support. I felt a lot of support. And I'm sure you did, too, from a lot of people who don't live in Georgia. People were calling me, texting me, saying, what's going oh on? Goodness. How's it going? What do you think is going to happen? I was really surprised by how many people reached out. And then after the before, you know, they were doing vote, vote, vote. And then afterwards, you know, they celebrated with us all right. over the country. All yeah. over the country. It was a win for Georgia. I'm proud, proud of Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, too, though, huh? Yeah, we had some sad news. We, uh, Tina and I lost one of our dear friends uh, from our freshman year. We met who, I, who we met in our freshman year at Spelman College. In fact, I think Tina, her name was Lois, and I think we met her the very first day that we. I mean, I met her when you met her when you met me. It was, she was right around, right across the hall. Uh, right the across hall. the hall from us. Yeah, right hall. and we had a front. We had front windows, windows facing out to the campus, so you could right. see your, your your gentleman caller coming down the coming down the uh, the winding road there. So, people- oh, Tina, Tina, didn't they? Didn't the, the the girls from the other side who couldn't see the gentleman callers? They would come and st- and hang out at our window. Just saying, yeah. Somebody just said that. That's what I was just saying. You know, because we had that front, that front facing window, so they would come and see, and also to sort of see, you know, who who came in, who came in. You know, because we would, you could accept or decline our gentleman calls. Right, right, they would yeah. buzz for us, and yeah. we had our little, our own little buzz signal. Oh, I've forgotten that, Wanda. That's one of the things that, that has happened. It has been. Been a bittersweet of uh, Lois's passing because it has brought us together. Uh, uh, there were nine of us as a group. As a group, yeah, we called ourselves the Nine. Right, and isn't, that a, isn't that a creative name? With all the writers and all the creators, <laughs> that's what we came up with. Oh my goodness! And I remember Marilyn saying, "Well, I don't want to be number nine." <laughs> oh, so we've had some good memories, and we've connected with people I hadn't seen Dorothy in forever. You know, at the funeral. Uh, service we, the we virtual the virtual service yeah uh, so uh, just you know I looked up and I saw your picture and Deborah's picture and Dorothy's picture all together you know and I felt it felt good and, and also Debbie we had an, an addition oh, to the Debbie, nine at yeah. some point she she was a transfer student and she became friends with us but we never changed the name we probably should have called it the ten <laughs> we were all very close <laughs> the ten might have been a better might have been a better yeah. Yeah. Uh, Debbie was Debbie was I think the first uh, white student 
to graduate from Spelman. Graduate from Spelman. As far as we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She stuck, yeah. it. she stuck it out. She had great experiences, but she had to stick it out. And, you know, I I documented a little bit of the nine in my memoir coming full circle. I have in that chapter about the Spelman years, I wrote about the nine and who we all were. And so having the bittersweet, you know, the the really sad news that we lost Lois, who I as far as we know, is our second loss in the group of the nine. Um, One of the group members, Brenda, died when she was very young, many, Mm -hmm. many years ago. But having to go through that we and go through it together, it really brought us closer. And then I've been posting things online and remembering. So someone, oh I've got, I've gotten to know a Lois's daughter. Yeah. I, you know, I've heard, I've seen pictures of her two boys, and I mean, it it really has extended. Uh, Piper wants to be a writer, so you know, she fell right into the bra patch. I think yeah. that's a, I don't understand that Uncle Greenwood's thing. I think that's in the bra <laughs> patch. She fell in the bra patch. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 wonderful for me to feel that I could do something for Piper, uh, you know, for what I do for expert strangers that I can do for the uh, the daughter of one of my deceased friends. Uh, yeah. Lois, Lois was Lois was very, very interesting. And her service, her service just told us, showed us so much, showed us so much about her life. So it was a kind of and there was laughter in her service. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Always, and, she, and like you and me, she was an English major. So the three of us really were in terms of the academic work, the closest of the nine, because we were all taking the same classes from the same professors and writing the same papers and reading the same books. Okay. You know, now that I think about it, Lois should have written a book on um, their eyes were watching God, because when she discovers, you thought I was crazy when I discovered Zora Neale Hurston. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lois really, really got so in depth and, and showed me so many things I hadn't even thought about. So she was a wonderful person and uh, we'll miss her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, we're also in the season of, of loss. We're also in the season of resurrection. Our listeners know that uh, we at Two Old Chicks have been asking uh, our listeners for the thoughts and prayers and pleas for the freedom of uh, Brittany Griner, who's uh, who was uh, imprisoned in a penal colony. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in Russia, and she was released. And uh, so de- December here, here it is, and you know, early December and time for Christmas. So we're, we're thrilled that she is home with her family in the USA. Yeah, what a, what a great Christmas present. And I don't know anything about their religion, but for for all of us who've been thinking and praying for her, it's, it really is a time of celebration. Well, you know, Christmas has turned that way. You know, it is a religious uh, a re- religious holiday, but it also is a holiday, just like you say, it's for children and kids and uh, kids of all ages and families and coming families. together. And all, you know, it, it's, it's a meaningful holiday. And I and I, I know there's going to be some celebration, Lord, some gifts Ooh, under yes. that tree. I think the gift under that tree is Brittany Garner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her family. I, I saw her, her beautiful wife this morning mm-hmm. earlier uh, talking about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to be able to share that with y'all. I know you all know it, but to share it with y'all because you know that we were concerned and uh, actively concerned. And we and, you know, I've been hearing on the news people, a lot of people giving credit to black women for keeping this at the forefront. Black organizations, black women individually, uh, social media, senators, representatives, you know. Even state, you know, state representatives have been, uh, you know, have been on it. We, as a as a uh, class of people, mm-hmm. I think we came together behind Britney. Not that we're demeaning the value of other lives, but this was very special to our community. 
you know, promoting one thing doesn't mean that you, you know, demean another, you know, but we want to give our props to where we want to give our props. And, and again, we, we give props to uh, President Biden for, for bringing her home. Let's, let's, since we're talking about Democrats, let's, uh, let's give him credit as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But, so, but, but, well, you know, we're coming up on Christmas and I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, but this is the first year since I left home for, well, since I graduated from college that I d- I'm not putting up a tree. I'm just tired. I don't, not only do I not feel like putting it up, but the, the hardest part is taking it all down and putting everything away. Oh, Lord, uh, January 1st uh, or December, well, we always take it down before the first year. Yeah. Did you have that tradition in your family too? Everything had to be put down, put away before the new year. Mm-hmm. All the decorations before the new year came in. You know, you got you uh, you packed it up, took it down, packed it up, and that's what's all sad. Sort of, you know, a little Christmas tree standing there with no no ornaments on it. But I'm like you. I haven't had a Christmas tree, um, a real uh, Christmas tree. Uh, since Sinead passed, I think, because he loved Christmas. My husband, my late husband, he loved, he was a Christmas baby. Oh, my Lord. He liked to go out to the malls and see the people and, and see the children. And, you know, just it, it, it was a very special holiday for him. But I haven't put, a, uh, you know, a tree up. But as y'all may know, I had a birthday last month. And I got to yeah, Everybody knows you had a birthday last month. <laughs> Hey, there may be somebody living in a cave under a rock. I don't know. But at any rate, they uh, they know now. And I received some beautiful uh, hand-painted Afrocentric Christmas ornaments. And so I have them hanging, you know, I have them sort of hanging in, in, in my house. But I'm thinking of maybe getting a branch or a spray of uh, of some kind of greenery, a, a bush or something to hang my uh, my Christmas ornaments. But I'm like you, you know, the tree also uh, is is something that's a tradition. And I always think of children. I think, mm-hmm. of, you know, and uh, unless you like sitting around, you know, by the fireside looking at the tree at night, it really does become a, you know, a put up and a, and a take down sort of. Yeah. So yeah. speaking yeah. of ornaments, I have to say one more thing, Wanda. You know okay. what I've discovered that is that as you get older, we have, as I say, Janae was a Christmas baby. We have so many ornaments. We have the Christmas village. We have, uh, we have uh, uh, Scrooge's uh, Carol, Christmas Carol village. We have all these, all these, these ornaments. And I was thinking, you know, I'm number one, I'm not putting up a tree. Number two, we haven't used all of these in forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, number three, they could go to somebody who 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 uh, could need them. Who you know, who's just starting out. And so I put out the call uh, down here and I have a young couple over in Brunswick, which is on the mainland, who's going to take my Christmas decorations. They're going to get them soon. And um, they have they have two little kids and they're, they're a young couple and just starting out and they're going to get this, my treasure trove of all of my Christmas decorations. And so that's, you know, that might be something that uh, we, as we old chicks get older, you know, that may be some, a good way to pass on your, Pass on things that were meaningful to you that may be meaningful to another. Okay, family. I have I, I have something to tell you. I have not. I don't know that I've admitted this to you. You what? you probably know that I collect black angels mm-hmm. for Christmas. Okay, a few years ago, quite a number of years ago, I decided to inventory my or to count my black angels. Uh-huh. I got well over four hundred. Oh my goodness! Now most of them are ornaments. But I remember, I, I actually, I'm going to try to make this quick. I actually wrote a story about it in USA Today years ago when I was trying to find a black angel to put at the top of the tree, which I, my husband found for me. So I wrote a story about it. And then people started sending me black angels. 
Then every time we would go shopping, we would we were even in Germany and my husband was standing in front of some display with black angels in this little Christmas shop in Germany to keep some. Uh, there was one other black family coming in behind us. And he said, I'm going to stand right here. Now you pick all the black angels you want and put them in, <laughs> in the basket. Black but I have, out, right? I have way too many black angels. I know, okay. well, I know. When, I, when I'm standing at your sink, you have the black angels on the. I keep them out, but only a few are out. Maybe six or seven are out all year. The rest of them are packed away. So I'm ready to give away Black Angels. So I'm going to I'm gonna put this out there. If there's anybody that wants some Black Angels from anywhere in the country, Ooh. if you pay for the postage, I'm going to send you some Black Angels. Oh, my goodness. All you have to do is send Shout us out. a note on, on social media. We're Two Old Chicks podcast. We're on Instagram and we're on Twitter. And we're on Spotify. Spotify? But, but no, but for for notes, you can send it through YouTube, not Spotify. Oh, YouTube. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. We're on. So you you send me a note, or you can go to my website, wandaloy.com. That's actually the best way, the fastest way, because it comes directly to my email. I will send you. You just have to pay the postage. Once I figure out the postage, I'll send you some. You can cash at me, Venmo me. I'm gonna send some. I'm gonna give away some black angels. So that's my Christmas present to our, our listeners. However, I do have one more before we move on. I have one more funny um, ornament story. I went to I'm a member of several organizations and I went to the meeting of one of those organizations last weekend. And they had at the table for each of us at a pretty ornament that was decorated with little tiny pine cones and little sprigs of greenery. And so since I don't have a tree, I came home and I hung it on the front door. We have a double door. So I hung it on the doorknob that we never use. Thinking, okay, every time I go to the door, this is pretty. It'll remind me of Christmas. A couple of days later, I stepped on the doormat and there were little tiny pieces. And I looked and my dog had pulled it down and ate the pine cones and ate the little sprigs of greenery. So far, she's not sick. So we cleaned it up. But <laughs> that told me you really don't need to have any ornaments up this year. So that's my Chris- that's my 2022 Christmas decorating experience (laughs) (laughs) so Merry Christmas y'all well Wanda I always say the best episodes come from our own experiences people that we hear from our listeners really like for us to talk about ourselves and what we're doing and and the title of our show is Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot of Shit. So we do like to uh, bring you just the two of us sometimes and what's going on with us. So there's something I wanted to talk about that I think is really sort of pressing, especially for us two old chicks. Mm-hmm. And and that's uh, Living Naturally. Is that because yeah, uh-huh. you came up with that title. And so I want to know what that is. And, you know, Tina talked a lot about our journey. Tina and I talk a lot about our journey in life and, and we often even write about it as well. So Tina, explain what you mean by living naturally. Living naturally. Uh, I almost said uh, aging naturally, but uh, I really wanted to to, uh, be positive uh, and put the positive spin on on our living. I mean, the way that we look, the way that we age, the way that we live, who we live with, 
um, you know, how our lives change, you know, when people, when we, we have a deceased spouse, for instance, or our children move in with us, just the pattern of life, you know, I see it sort of like a garden and it just, it, it just sort of swirls, it keeps going around and we're sort of at the, the, the tail end. I don't need that to be morbid, but we are at the tail end. And I think a lot about our past and uh, I've always been fascinated how in this country about how, uh, especially in this country, in this culture, how we look at aging and how we deal with it. And I recently saw an article about just this. You and I have been talking about, you know, I'm alone now, so, you know, my, my plans for retirement are different. You know, mm-hmm. you're a caregiver, your plans for retirement and your plans for going forward are different. So mm-hmm. that's really what I've been thinking about. So I really wanted to uh, really just give us some little facts to, and some figures to sort of, you know, let, let us know what's going on with Okay, so so what's one of the facts that you know about living naturally? Right. Well, I know that Black Americans most likely will live alone as they age. Uh, Black Americans from age like 55 to 65, 39% of us uh, are living alone as, as opposed to 27% of white people who are living alone. You know, we we know some facts just about aging and living alone, whether you, whether you live alone or whether you live with someone else, whether you have companionship. We know that, that people who live alone die earlier than people who don't live alone as they age. We're talking about, you know, aging uh, in, the, in, the, in the 55 to 65 and into the 65, you know, up. Uh, we know that, like myself, one in every six Americans is childless. And that's different than the way it used to be. Uh, that has a lot to do with, you know, uh, with having children. Yeah. You know, you and I talk about, you talk about your retirement plans and Shelby's a part of it. Your daughter's a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my retirement plans were, were to, you know, live out the end of my life with my husband. Mm-hmm. And then life just, you know, throws you a different curveball. And so, uh, you know, I don't, and it's because I'm childless, I don't have a child to, you know, to count on, uh, what, you know, whether that comes through or not. I don't, I don't know if, if, uh, you and I've had this discussion, even in our generation, there are lots of, of folks our age who can't count on their children. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like it used to be where families were all together in the same city, if not in the same household. And you always had someone you can count on. I mean, even with the two of us living here in Savannah, we have no other relatives in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't really have anyone to count on locally. You know, we have a we have friends, but not the kind of friends that if you, you know, got up in the morning and said you don't feel well, they'll, they'll just come right over. Because <laughs> we don't really tell them. I don't really tell people what I'm... Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing is is that uh, we're, we're changing and not having as many children. Children yeah. are having their own lives. Grandchildren and children are having their own lives. And it, it's very different, as you said, from having grandma who's, you know, way across the state, a grandpa who's way across the state, you know, you that you can't get to them right away. Um, uh, the, the article that I read was New York Times article. And one of the people that they talked to was a, a, a black woman in Philadelphia uh, who wants to retire to the South, uh, but she has a house. This is the other thing that we're finding out that, uh, you know, uh, having a home doesn't equal having a nest egg. You know, no. uh, the prices of homes is difficult to sell. Large, larger homes with three bedrooms or something that some that lots of people who are living alone when they're 55, 65, 75, uh, you know, are living alone. And um, they're finding, like I'm finding out, Wanda, that I can't do things around the house and I need help around the house, just for regular stuff. We're not talking about, you know, repairing the roof or making sure those steps are okay. You know, we're talking about getting uh, groceries out of the car. 
like this is what I did yesterday. It's interesting. I went to uh, uh, the garden center and got a big old bag of cow manure, a big old bag of pot and soil. I have uh, somebody connected to somebody on this podcast sent me a wonderful birthday gift of like fence hanging. It's felt and you put it over the fence or put it over the railing and it has pots, places for pots. This is Wanda and her husband sent it to me. And there are two of them. So I got potting soil. I got all this stuff. But then I realized the guy at the shop put it in the car for me. And I said to him, I wish you'd come home with me and take it out and put it in the backyard. And yesterday I had a service man here, a man, it was a man, and he was really kind. And he, as he was leaving, he was going to do anything else for you. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, my first rule, ask for what you want. That's right. And I said, I have some bags of common, but you all would be happy to. And I gave him my, my, uh, I said, you know, you can use that wagon. I got my wagon there. And he said, Ooh, this wagon is nice. So I got a compliment on my wagon. I got that done. But if he hadn't come here, you know, uh, I wouldn't have to struggle to get that out, you know, 30 or 40 pounds. Uh, so, but that's just a daily thing. That's not a big thing. So you do come up with lots of things that are, you know, that are just challenges. It just didn't used to be challenges. You, you know, so, you, so, so Tina, so what's the, what's the solution? What's the, what's the takeaway? How, how do we fix this? Well, I find this very interesting. Number one, I think we have to start thinking differently about families, about, you know, who, who comprises a family. And I think we have to look honestly at what's going on right now. That's why I have, I'm so pleased to have some facts for you and some figures because this is the truth. This is where we are. You know, Black Americans live alone more when they, they age. You know, they die earlier. They have, they have, oh, they have worse outcomes with physical and uh, mental uh, issues. I mean, it just goes on. So I think the first thing is to look at this and say, oh, okay, wait a minute. Let me start thinking about my family, you know, and, and number one, then let, let me start thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to do? Something is, is uh, natural that some people think of as having your will and having your, your you know, your, your papers in order, having things that people, if you are sick, they can come in and find your insurance things. You know, maybe even designating a person saying, you know, if I'm two old chicks, you know, you check on me, I check on you, Wanda, all the time. All the time. If you say you have a headache, I think, really, you have a headache? You never have headaches, Wanda. Why do you have a headache? And we sit and talk about it. So, I mean, that's the first thing I think we have to do. The other thing is very interesting is what's Gen X. Gen Xers are, are born in, from 65 to 80. And Gen Xers are saying that they, they've been thinking about this and they know that they feel that they can't count on what we have. They can't count on a house. They can't count on having pensions. They can't count on having retirement. They can't count on having partners. They can't count on having family. This is what they feel. And you look at the, the figures and you see that, that that is the truth. You know, so one of the things that they, that they are doing that I think that I would like to see us doing, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, you have a plan for your retirement as of right now and where you want to be and, you know, and, and whether you're going to be alone or whether you're going to, you know, be with your partner. Um, you know, I kind of have a plan and it's changed recently because I'm kind of thinking of what Gen Xers are doing. What Gen Xers are doing is that they are already planning to live communally. Mm. It says that the, the, the research shows that they are just continuing what they did in college which is live together, you know, communally, you know, apartment with, you know, an apartment with two bedrooms with six people in it or whatever. But they are so sad, though, at this time in their lives. You're talking about when they get older, they're going to 
No, yeah. th- this is yeah. what this is what they're looking at now. Oh, okay. Okay. They're looking at just what I think we should be looking at, what we should have been looking at. They're mm. looking at getting older and realizing that they can't count on these things, such as you know, a, a partner or a house. And like we said, a house is a, you know doesn't equal a, a nest egg, but at least it's something that you have. Right. I'm I'm scrolling through here because my daughter. I got my phone. My daughter went shopping. You know, she's a professional shopper. She was actually shopping for work yesterday. And um, she sent me a picture of napkins. And, and this relates to what you said about Gen X. It says, having a daughter is like having a broke friend who thinks you're rich. You know, so that says to me, they're waiting for the baby boomers to die so they can inherit their money. Well, the thing is, yeah, that's an awful way to say it. No, they're not. When you go take that back, <laughs> well, let, let me say it again. They're <laughs> looking forward to inheriting their parents' assets someday. <laughs> Absolutely, but again, we can't count on that because we baby boomers, who are the parents, are living longer. We're using up our, our money. That's right. That's up right. the money just because we're living longer. This is why they say they can't count on this. They can't count on you know even inheritances. That's that's more true in in, in white culture than in black, just because they have more money, uh, of course, than 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 we do. Uh, well, the other thing that I think um, we're we're sort of getting ourselves ready for whatever that next iteration is of living, because, you know, we are looking forward to living in our, you and I, in our 70s, in our early 70s. But we're looking at things like, you know, making sure we have all our paperwork in order. But we're also looking at what do we do with our assets? That is papers and our books and our clothes, our angels, for example. I just mentioned angels, you know, to some extent, we're starting that process of purging. And I'm not talking about just throwing things away, but giving things away and making sure that somebody else can use some of the things. Wanda knows that I am in the middle of a purge right now. I, uh, one, one day I had 13 on garbage bags. I had the, the garbage man had to come in the back and help me take, pull it, pull them out. But uh, a lot of it is just, you know, papers and junk that I don't want. Uh, my papers are at Emory. My books and papers are at Emory University at the Rose Library. But uh, I still have so much. And one of the things is I'm, I'm donating the rest of my books that they that they didn't take uh, to a library, a local library on Sapelo, which is a small a small library. Uh, I, I want the books to be read. I want them, you know, to be out there. They're all, I have all kinds, as you can imagine, after a 50 year collection of books. Uh, the uh, Emory only took books that were signed directly, personally to me, because again, there's only so much room. You're finding that out with Spelman. Uh, but, and so, but I do have, you know, wonderful, wonderful books that, that are signed and books that really need to be read, need to be out in the world. So I'm doing that. I, I agree with you. As you get older, you know, you do start purging. Do I want this? I will tell you, I have picked up some things, Wanda, and I looked at them just because they like things all around. And I picked up them just a little doodad or something, a, a sculpture, a small sculpture. And I looked at it and said, Janae like this. You know what? I really didn't like this. I'm getting rid of it. So I'm doing, you know, I'm doing a lot of that. You know, the one thing that I think that speaks to me is that this issue is about community and about self. It's about self taking care of yourself, as you just said, you know, making sure that things are in order, taking care of yourself day to day, you know, like you walking your dog, you know, keeping healthy. Uh, you you could serve tea off of Wanda's butt. Her butt is so great. It is, and she doesn't she doesn't it the way that she has does. nothing to do with this topic. 
I told you that you were walking, and your walking really, really, walking Bella has really, really uh, uh, improved your blood. It's nice and high. But it, but at any rate, um, I, I think that the things that that uh, that are important to us, uh, you know, should be kept and treasured. But the things that you know that really don't carry something, you know, you got to purge those. And right. things that really mean something to some, that will mean something to somebody else that yeah. no longer are useful to you. So that's the personal side. The community side is we got to start, you know, making your community. I don't think, I think many of us baby boomers sort of thought, oh, we, we got a circle of friends. We got, you know, we have people. But as you get older, your circle, you know, gets smaller. It starts, you know, people are dying off. They move off to some, move to another place. And so you find yourself, your circle being smaller and you look up and go, oh, I only have one person here that I would yeah. call on or, or something like that. You really have to be aware of community. And that means uh, just like just like we're doing with the angels, you're offering angels to the community. You know, I've offered my, my Christmas decorations to a young couple over in Brunswick. We have to start, I think, thinking in sense of community. So many young people, well, young, when I say young, I mean younger than us, have been physically helpful to me, carrying things, you know, calling me, helping me with my car. You know, Jazz has been helping me with my car. Sean has been looking for a new car for me. So, I mean, you, you have to start building, I think, a community. And I think the earlier you started, the better, because you're not just looking for a community to help you. You're looking for a community to also help. You know, we're all about reciprocity, and you and I believe there's no there's no relationship without reciprocity. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is. A, I hope this conversation helps some folks who are sort of either at that age or approaching this age and thinking about, you know, how do I navigate through yeah. relationships and stuff, and where I'm going to live and where I'm going to be and how I'm going to live out the rest of my life. And for those of you who are not yet at that age, think about those of us who are, and help us do that. Absolutely, Wanda. Absolutely. What a, what, what a good wrap up. That's exactly what that's exactly what we wanted to do. Remember that. Wanda, it's time for us to drop some wisdom. You want to go first? Uh, sure. I'll share mine first. Um, mine is call somebody you love or admire. I posted this recently on social media the other day when I got, uh, and I got quite a bit of reaction to it. So I wanted to put it out here on the podcast. I have to admit, I was a little bit oh, emotional um, at the loss of a couple of longtime friends. One of them was Lois, who we talked about earlier in the, in this episode. The other one was a friend that I met at least as young as the fourth grade. We might've known each other before then, but we knew each other since the fourth grade. Buttercup. She was a but she was a member of the Buttercups, which is a group of uh, women who have come back together in our senior years um, as friends. As as more and more of us are moving back to Savannah, some of us are still not in Savannah, but we're still in touch, and we're still um, those. When they come back to Savannah, we all get together. So we lost one of our Buttercups. We were friends from fourth grade through high school, and it it, it really kind of threw me for a loop because they were back to back. I mean, literally, one morning I woke up and I had a text message about. Lois. And the next morning I woke up and overnight there came a text message about this other friend. And then a few days later, I got a note, I got a phone call about a dear friend um, from Virginia, in Virginia who is in declining, rapidly declining health. I mean, we were 
told that she might not make it through the night. I think she's still hanging in there a couple of days later, but we know that, and she's in her 80s. So, you know, it's a little bit different than folks who you grew up with. Um, but anyway, I shared this on social media and I put the, this, this is the quote. This is what I wrote. I said, do me a favor, call someone you haven't spoken to in a long time and tell them you love them. I started getting phone calls from people who saw that and said, I just called to say I love you. And it was it was so heartwarming to me to hear from people. And it's always good to hear from people you haven't talked to in a long time. But I'm glad people checked in on me as well. So I'm, you know, I'm not trying to get all modeling on here. I'm actually okay because I'm facing our reality that people are leaving us. Um, but the younger you are, the better to remember this wisdom. This isn't just for people who are the old chicks among us. This is for everybody. Because Tina, tomorrow is not promised. So call somebody. Tell them you love them. You, you are you are so right. As a matter of fact, Wanda, Wanda, and uh, and I sort of pick our wisdoms, and then we get together. And Wanda actually picked my picked my wisdom. That was about one that I was thinking about as well. Uh, but my wisdom really today is really simple: be grateful. Just be grateful. That's it. That's it. Simple enough. Be grateful. Okay. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Two Old Chicks Who Know A Lot Of Shit. If you're on social media, please subscribe to, on YouTube and, and follow us on Twitter uh, at Chicks Old and on IG at Two Old Chicks Podcast. It matters having you follow us. It, it does matter. And also remember that the collection of essays that Wanda and I co-edited, Meeting at the Table, African-American Women Write on Race, Culture, and Community, is available for purchase at downsouthpress.com. That's downsouthpress.com. Until next time, be safe. Happy holidays and love to everyone out there. Love and peace. Happy holidays, everybody. And bye-bye. Love, love. Love, love.